Hi, and welcome to Intuitive Journey with Desiree. I am Desiree Holmes Sharini, your host. And today I have a guest, and I'm really excited to talk to her. She's a really interesting lady, and I'm just going to read through her short bio uh, for you. Uh, welcome, Lois Herman. Uh, she's a spiritual teacher, energy clearing expert, and catalyst for positive change, a board certified hypnotist and trainer. NLP master teacher and multi-registered medical professional. Lois has decades of expertise in spiritually based energy work. She's a corporate leader and educator. Lois enjoys coaching, teaching, and sharing inspired articles, blogs, and insights from her Chronicles of Hope book series. She signs a light on lightworkers in her Inspiring Hope radio show, and Lois is on a mission to help shift humanity to be more positive. So welcome, Lois. I'm happy to have you here. Um, Thank you for asking me. Happy yeah. to be here. So Lois and I met um, as hypnotherapists, um, and that's how we came together, and we have a lot to talk about. <laughs> and I was uh, very grateful to be a guest on Lois's show recently, her um, radio show, and that was exciting. And before we knew it, the conversation <laughs> was still going, but the time was up. So I'm happy to have you here and we can go on with uh, more conversation. But to start with, I'd like to just uh, have you share with the audience how you, how you ended up, what was your journey? What, what led you to do what you do? Uh, sure. Thank you. My background is uh, 40 years in diagnostic imaging medicine. So Vibrational energy is my physics mental background. I was a pioneer in the field of ultrasound. Oh. And uh, long story short, I moved into a house with a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> my life oh. has never been the same. So here I am working for a high-tech company. And uh, my daughter started seeing this lady who would come and sing to her at night. Wow. And I come to find out that there was a woman who lived in the house. I was renting this house. And it was a very nice house in a wonderful neighborhood in Westford, Mass. And the woman who had lived there before me was very brutally abused by her husband. And she shot herself in the head in my basement. Wow. This was the uh, resident just before you? This wow. was the, the wife of the man I was renting from. Oh, wow. And she had a daughter who was my daughter's age. So what she was doing is she was the spirit of this woman named Judy was seeing my daughter in her daughter's bedroom and she would come and sing to her. And yeah. my daughter wasn't afraid. She just talked about this lady. So I coincidentally met this amazing woman across the street who was a hypnotist and she had a good friend who was a priest. So they came over to bless my house. <laughs> wow. And they agreed. It sounded like Judy. And uh, then they got up to leave. I said, aren't you going to like sprinkle holy water or do something? And they said, no, we've actually been given guidance that you need to learn how to do this. I'm saying, me, what? I'm newly divorced. I've probably been excommunicated. What do I know about this? <laughs> and they told me what to do. So that night I sat on the steps outside my daughter's bedroom, lit a candle because that's what they said. And I had an imaginary conversation with Judy. And I said, this is my daughter. Your daughter is grown and she's fine. And I'm going to take care of my daughter. It's time for you to go into the light. That's what they said to do. So I felt some chills, blew out the candle, went to bed. A couple days later, 
I said to my daughter, so does the lady still come and sing to you at night? She said, no, but there's a little boy. <laughs> and then there was a soldier. And then there was this Native American person. So she was seeing them. And I would have these imaginary conversations with them. And that started my whole journey down the world of spirit communication, which wow. um, I haven't looked back since then. Wow. And how many years ago was that? That, that was almost exactly 30 years, 30 years wow. ago this past fall. Yeah. So she was the, I'm just curious, does she still see spirit? Is she kind of grown out of that or? She has grown out of it, but she definitely has that intuitiveness to her. Mm-hmm. She does. Um, she's, she has a gift and um, I was encouraged to not discourage her from what she was seeing. And yet m- where we live, there was a lot of activity and a spiritual activity. So I, I got to have this firsthand experience with helping them into the light. And then I went on to learn Reiki from my, this woman, Agnes. And I went on from there to learn hypnosis from her. And this was back in 95. So it's wow. a long time ago. And then I was at a guild meeting, a National Hill Hypnotist meeting. And I watched this man do this, this class on spirit release. And I was fascinated. Um, who, who was it? Do you remember? Albert Moroda. He is still a mentor. I still talk to him regularly. He is fascinating. And anyway, I ended up becoming a student of his and I learned a lot from him. And then I went on to have a private practice. I dabbled. I was, you know, did it on the side. Mm-hmm. And then finally, and I actually tried to get a practice going back in 2000, 2003, And I just, it's very hard to break into the holistic world on your own. And so I ended up, had a fabulous career and I was the director of clinical services when I retired almost uh, nine years ago now and decided I really want to pursue hypnosis. And I hired a coach and he said, don't tell anybody about this weird spiritual stuff you do. (laughs) I said, okay, all right, I won't. But 90% of my clients, even though I'm advertising stress, weight, smoking, you know, I see this or there's something in my house or so here I am clearing spirits. So I want to tell you a story about my first book that I wrote that's getting ready to get republished. So here I am. This is back in 03. And I was also an avid student of A Course in Miracles. And I had a little Course in Miracles group. And one of the women there worked in an assisted living facility. And she said, she came to me and she said, oh my gosh, we've just attended 10 funerals of our family members in a two-year period. And there were only 40 employees. Wow. Statistically, that's insane. She said, something weird is going on here. None of the elderly had died. So she asked me to come and clear their space. So I, I learned from Albert how to clear spirits and how to communicate via client with spirits. I don't consider myself overly psychic. I have some gifts, but mostly I am the logical one, the logician. My clients go into trance and you can communicate with your loved ones, spirits, whomever, and I help them into the light. I consider myself like FedEx. (laughs) So I ended up going to this assisted living facility. She went into trance. They, They actually gathered up money and they paid for me to do this. And we've uncovered over 300 children who were trying to get their attention. They were from the industrial revolution, the mill buildings. Manchester, New Hampshire was famous 
for the longest consecutive, a one mile long building of mill of fabric mills wow. back in the late 1800s. And there were a lot of orphans in these buildings and, and the children were used to crawl in the machines to oil to repair. And if a child was injured, they were taken to the basement, euthanized, put in barrels and taken out into the middle of the night and dumped. Oh, that's horrid. It is horrid. So they, the reason that they were creating so much havoc is their mothers, even though these were orphans, the mothers were still around because they were working in the mills, but their mothers would be told they ran away and they were angry because now here the mother's mourning the loss of her child. She's out his income and she's publicly shamed for having a runaway. So they were angry. And they wanted people to pay attention. They were doing some excavating and they were disturbing some of their bodies. So they, oh. wanted, they, were, they wanted people to hear their story. So the lead spirit said, I will take all of these young ones into the light if you promise to tell our story. So Desiree, you know, I, back then, this is back in the 2000, 2003, I had recorded everything on audio tapes and, and scribed, yeah. and I had done all this work to, to tell their story. And the woman who'd hired me took another job and said, we don't need to do anything. And life got in the way. I got busy and I didn't follow through. Mm-hmm. My bad. So fast forward, I finally, I left this, I ended up leaving this career. This, I was the director of clinical services for a large um, ultrasound company diagnostic company. I left my corporate job and started this new practice. Well, this guy comes to see me, met him at a very business-like BNI meeting. And he said, I really need your help to get another job. He had been laid off as vice president of sales. And he says, but I, I don't have the money to pay you, but I'm told I'm supposed to help you write a book. <laughs> and he has told him that, like, was he getting some sort of spiritual he had, download? He had amazing gifts. So I have so many stories, Desiree, that I would love to tell about amazing stories of my clients, incredible stories. So I take him on like, wow, this is good. Mm-hmm. So after several sessions, he gets a new job, vice president of sales. He's doing great. I slipped in my garden, fell and broke my wrist. And in my meditation, I hear this little voice say, what about our story? You promised. Uh-oh. I went, uh-oh, I did. Uh-huh. Uh, and I'm like, so when I went back, the next time I saw Peter, I said, Peter, we need to see what book we're supposed to write. He goes into trance and bang, he's in the middle of these big mill buildings with all this and machinery and the sounds and the dinge and everything. And so we ended up writing more stories, getting more insight. And then we wrote The Spirits of Amaskeg, The Wounded Heroes of the Manchester Mills. And what was interesting is I really had expected it to be the children, more children that came through. It was the wife of the superintendent saying, why is this happening? Why are you doing this? It was the, the man who was having to euthanize the children, who was so disturbed by what he was having to do. All these other spirits came through and told their story. They're, they're part of it. Interesting. So it's, it's a fascinating story. This is all through hypnosis. And were you able to go back and, and, you know, historically find some of these? That's always what I think, you know, people 
say will say, oh yeah, right, sure, talking to ghosts, right? But <laughs> but I always appreciate when when someone's able to go back and, and find the historical records to some degree. So, so that's what you so find. I said about doing that, yes. Mm-hmm. And um, there is a box that we have yet to find. But what I did is um, I'm, I work a lot with Archangel Michael. He's like one of my buds <laughs> and he was orchestrating this. Anyway, he said, prove who owned the land. So we went to the town hall and researched from the current landowner back. And I discovered what, who I thought owned the land. But then I thought, well, it can't just be me. I ended up hiring a legal firm. Oh, wow. And what they did is they researched from the origins of the land, the ancient origins of the land, up until the land was purchased by Emmaskeg Manufacturing Company, was placed into trust and was liquidated in 1926 when Emmaskeg Manufacturing Company went bankrupt. And that was where I picked up. So I have two ends of it was manufactured Amiskeg Manufacturing Company who owned the land that this uh, facility was on. So we proved who owned the land. We actually found there are we found six places that the children's bodies could be found. Most of them are covered over. There was one we could excavate, but we just decided that it was to try and prove that and to dig them up. It was more important to help them, to help them and to tell their story. And yeah. I have a, a fun story to tell about that. So it was Memorial Day a year after the book was published. Mm-hmm. And I'm giving a presentation to a very a group of very, very psychic people. Okay. And I tend to do PowerPoint organized presentations. So here I am giving my my organized presentation. This woman who's very psychic afterwards comes up and she says, Is it your birthday? I said, No. She says, Was it your birthday? I said, No. She said, the whole time you're talking, there was a young man standing next to you with a cupcake and a single lit candle wanting to give it to you. And I said, oh, my goodness. One year ago this day was when the first copies of the preliminary book were placed in my hand. And they they remembered and they were thanking me. So there were many times these young spirits would come in and say, thanks, just wanted to check in. And it was so cool how they were so grateful that we at least told their story. We celebrated them. And so you're having, um, what, what date is the re-release on this book? Well, it was supposed to be one twenty one twenty one, or I mean, 12, 21, 21, but I'm thinking it might be 2, 20, 22. Yeah. Or Wait, 2, 22, 22 is, or 2, 22, 22 that's, that's, the, that's supposed to be a big uh, it sure is. Number, so yeah. Um, so I'll, I will make sure that this is out yeah. for listeners to hear before that, so they can Thank look for you. it. So these are their stories, and so I, I ended up having several th- a thousand of them made after the first two hundred got sold, and seven hundred and some burned the same weekend that Notre Dame burned in a warehouse fire. Oh, how interesting! It was it was sad, and I was heartbroken. No insurance. Mm. So note to self, well, I've learned so many things about writing books. So if anybody wants to know anything about what to, not to do, with what books, not to do, yeah, maybe you need to write a book on what not to do, or well, at least, a, at least a blog book written. <laughs> yeah. And let me know when you write that blog. So um, I'll, I'll read what not to yeah. do because, you know, writing more books is on my list and yeah, you know, speaking of more <laughs> talk about time management, that's a whole nother podcast, but um 
So it, it's interesting how, um, you know, things uh, lead people where they didn't know they were supposed to go. Yes. <laughs> but since then, so that was your first book. Right. And since then, you've written two more, right? And Correct. you're working on a third. And I know the story, but why don't you share the story of how your Chronicles of Hope came about, which is another interesting. It um, is a fascinating. (laughs) Thank you for for allowing me to share. These are their stories. Someday I'm going to write a a book about the story, the other stories. But I tend to be the type of person that if I say something that I'm going to do something, I will do it. And so that weekend that the, the, um, the spirits book burned, I was so sad and they came to me in a journey and said, you have a more important book to write. Do not worry. You did what we asked you. We thank you. We'll be, a, be here to help support this next effort. So that story is I was, uh, you know, as hypnotists, we see people have all kinds of different issues. So this yeah. guy, I, I met him at a networking event, a holistic networking event at his, at his um, engineering facility. And he was having difficulty sleeping. That's normal for us. Yeah, to see people, yeah right? we get that a lot. Yeah. So he comes in and when, when people communicate, and you do this kind of work too, Desiree, when they communicate with their loved ones, I'm the scribe. It's their journey. They're, even with the spirits of Amoskeg, they're on a journey. I'm taking notes. I'm asking the questions and I am staying very logical. Mm-hmm. So if you if you wanted to go into trance and talk to your angels or your grandmother, you can do that. And I'm just making yeah. sure you're safe, helping you get the information. He goes into trance, opens his eyes, looks me square in the face and says, we need your help to save humanity. Oh, really? Humanity is facing the next great. I didn't realize he opened his eyes and looked at you. And he did. That. Looked yeah. me straight in the eyes and said, if they do not change their ways, there may not be much time left. Six pages of notes later, he comes out of trance. And I said, what did you think of that? And he said, it was very relaxing. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Wait a minute. You don't remember any of it. Not a thing. Mm-hmm. So the next time he comes, I said, would you mind if I turn a little app on my cell phone? Just in case whoever this is comes back. So 20 something sessions later, over a couple year period, we have the making of three books. Wow. And so I brought in Peter who had helped me with this book because I'm thinking, is this guy woofing at me? Is he pulling my leg? Is this right? a little But because Peter was so adept and so we worked so well together, he could see his energy and he's like, no, they, there is, he is leaving and something else is coming in. And, and so Peter was very much involved with the sessions um, because one of the things that I have learned when you are attempting to communicate with higher level being, number one, you've got to have your energy up. You've got to get your energy yep. cleared mm-hmm. in order to be able to tap into that higher vibe. And then you also have to be discerning about who you bring in. Mm-hmm. So I've heard many people at, at times of desperation shout, anybody help me? Well, you could be pulling in some sort of nefarious energy. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to make sure that the information that we were getting was pure, was real. So we would do a clearing of Gary first, and then be sure 
Peter was holding the energy as we got the information. I needed to make, be very discerning on that. And, and so we have the make the first book is the first 11 sessions is from the uncreatus, the ancient ones. And they talk so much about vibrational energy and how we as humanity need to lift the energy because we were headed down a negative spiral. And I think that's all, it's all being exposed now. This was before all this craziness is happening in our world, Desiree. Yeah. I'm like naively taking notes going, yeah, it's kind of bad out there. Little did I know how bad it really was, but they did. Yeah. And, and, you know, when you talk about energy and just think, you know, even 10, 20 years ago, for someone other than Albert Einstein to say everything is energy and for people to actually have a concept you know, when we talk about people waking up, people actually have a concept that, oh, I, yeah, every, you know, I, and I, I've done podcasts, YouTube, you know, episodes on this before about energy and, and you know, just because a chair looks solid, it, it's, you know, that's really, if you get down to the molecular level, it's, it's vibrating, it's, it's a certain frequency yeah. and the material world and all that. So what I'm heading at here is the idea about, um, energetically and the, the thought energy yes up here so up here is you know the pre-material energy and I want to say up here but you know yes be- before formation so when you were getting these messages with the warning there was this energetic substance coming down and now we're seeing a lot more of it. Does that make sense to you listeners out sense. there? That yeah. it was, it was like the cake rising. You know, yes. it was like putting the ingredients were going in, and now it's in the oven. You know, and um, and we as humanity, right? We have an opportunity to get some self awareness about how yes. are we being in the world with each other because everything's connected, and and you know, just, just to kind of go off on a little tangent that is actually applicable there, there are energies that would like to bring, bring the universal energy down um, as opposed to allow a connection that creates a higher interactive energy between people. So and that's exactly what we experienced. Mm-hmm. That's what they cautioned against. That's what they told me, talked to me about protective bubbles, about sacred space, all of that stuff. And we encountered so much resistance in getting this book out there. Mm. So book one was about what we need to do. And then, okay, Desiree, you're a hypnotist. You, you know about asking questions because I didn't want to lead. As I, we, don't, we have to ask open right. questions. So here right, I, exactly. Imagine like, you're talking. You're hearing voices, aren't you? And they're telling you this, aren't they? <laughs> Right. Well, that's what we get. That's the, the stuff we get from, you know, out there inside. Yeah. But as a, as a good facilitator and hypnotist, we we allow the answers to come from from the client. Exactly. So I started thinking, what would humanity want to know if if they could talk to God? So I'm asking about the formation of the pyramids. I'm at, oh. I started watching, you know, the the. Um, the channels that are asking all those crazy questions. Mm-hmm. I, so then I started asking them. So the first one is more of a history lesson of what happened. The first spark of life came from Mars because it got hit by an asteroid. And so we're all Martians. Origins. So that's the so really stuff happening. And yes. Um, 
before you go forward, I want to like go back just a little bit. So Gary, it turns out was, was a vehicle for communication for some yes. reason, whatever yes. it was, but you know, maybe it was just that they, they knew that it would get to you and you would be someone who could put this out there and, and understand what's going on instead of just saying, okay, weirdo, get out of my office. Right. So <laughs> they understood how to get to you. It sounds like. And, and so go into, a, before you go on, explain who it is that's communicating with you, where the name came from, where they say they're from and, and like, who, who is the source? Well, thank you for that, for that clarification, because this is actually a very important piece of this. So the first ones that came through, they call themselves the uncreatives. We are one and we are eight. Everything was about eights and oh. they talked in numbers and was all derivatives of eights. And um, they are high, high energy and they could relate only based on what their children had told them. Right. So they didn't really have a firsthand account of what happens in our physical world. Their children were there are 3,162 3, of their children that are a little bit lower energy. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Vibration. But yes, vibe, 512 of their children. Uh -huh. So there are eight and then there's 512 because these are all um, squares or, or whatever's mm -hmm. of eight. 512, we would call them archangels. Okay. And so they're just closer to the material plane, uh, like somewhere in between in the communication. So, okay, go on. Yes. I mean, I so get they it. cannot incorporate <laughs> their, their energy is too high to incorporate, mm -hmm. but they are around us and they can communicate with us if we can raise our energy. Right. So the on creators could only stay like 15 or, or 20 minutes. They to inhabit Gary's body. They couldn't stay very long. And ultimately they said, let us send our children because they are closer to you and they can tell you more about what really went on on the earth plane. So in ancient times, they would have been called gods, the mm -hmm. mythology, the mythological gods. We give them, humans give them names, right? but they have been here for eternity. So the first one that came through in book two was the God Ray of Atlantis. And so that book two is the children Oh. their stories and then the children's children are low enough in vibrational energy the children of the archangels to incorporate mm -hmm. people like jesus to incarnate in, in, yeah, yeah they can incarnate yeah. in the physical gary is a children's children he okay. is that same vibrational energy as jesus and what we found is they tend not to be in the public eye they help behind the scenes. They have big energy, but they they help in their own way. And that's what he was doing. And it was disturbing him because what he was really, he was trying to take on everybody's energy to help save all these people who were sad. And it was bogging him down. And that was what yeah. he was thinking. That's why he wasn't able to sleep. So over time, we discovered we got to clean him up. <laughs> We had to clear his energy. And when we would buoy his energy up, he had incredible blasting energy. But we had to clean him up in order to get him. We had to clean up his energy in order for him to tap into it. So Gary himself wasn't aware of that he was uh, this vehicle. No. So on his everyday life, 
he, he you know, and, and I've read, talked to, you know, the idea that some people are, are working on the astral plane, right? And they aren't even aware in their their current day life, they might be, you know, like have their regular everyday job, go to the football game, eat hot dogs, uh, you know, live a decent life, be a normal person. And, but on the astral plane, they're very busy. I had a client um, one time who had lots, and this is another interesting, had uh, lots of body aches and pains. Yes. And um, I, I did some hypnosis for that. And this is before I was doing Reiki. Um, Now I would have done Reiki and hypnosis, you know, for her, but um, I did some hypnosis for, for pain and, you know, relaxation on her. And she kind of went into a trance. Um, and when she came, you know, supposed to go into trance under hypnosis, but when we discussed it afterward, she said that things came to her that had come to her when she was just waking up, which is that little magical window of, yeah. of connection that she was told that, um, Part of her problem was she felt like she wanted to help people, and she, but she yes. was in pain. She wasn't able to do her job. I think she was a massage therapist, and, and she wanted to be able to help people and felt like she wasn't living up to her her potential and, and helping people. And she said she got this message, and she'd in her waking time said, come back before with some sort of messages like this that said, don't worry, you're doing your work on the astral plane mm. when you're sleeping. And, and when you're quiet is when you're getting the most work done. Wow. And, and so when this kind of goes back to that whole thing about like uh, activity in the energetic form before it materializes. And right. so her work is being done in this energetic area of um, intention, thought, pot, you know, higher vibration. And so it was interesting. And actually her, her pain began to relieve and it was almost... Mm-hmm. Um, as if just knowing that allowed her to release the physical, you know, material pain. And I just thought that was interesting. So like Gary wasn't even aware. And part of his exhaustion was his physical body was being exhausted by all this astral activity or something trying to do too much, maybe. Um, Coming under all, because he was, he surrounded himself with, they talked about young souls. So you and I are old souls. We know we've been around time what? again. What? I'm using my face cream. <laughs> <laughs> so our spirits are old. We're old okay. souls. And, you know, we, we, we come in because we come in with a knowing. We have a sense of, of awareness. These young souls, there are a lot of young souls. This is what we're told. There are a lot of young souls on the planet. There are, it's like having a whole bunch of kindergartners. Oh, what is this? Oh, let me try that. Oh, what, what, kid in the candy shop. So they don't have the discernment yeah. and they get into a lot of trouble. It's kind of like you tell a child, don't put your finger in the socket, but they, well, I, I want to try it. So we've got all these young souls and he would surround himself with the young souls and they were all so draining to him. But he just felt like he just needed to give. Mm-hmm. So he knew that he was some, that there was something about him, but he just didn't know what until the sessions. And so we, we just, the sessions were incredible. And so the first book was the on creatus. The second book was the, the collective. We called it. Jesus came through saying, what happened to my message? It was so simple. Why, you know, 
So it, that if he were still in the tomb, he'd be rolling over several times. But <laughs> he was you know. rolling when he came. You know, yeah. it was really interesting, Desiree. I work with Jesus a lot. My clients work with Jesus a lot. And he's so magnificent. But when he lowered his energy to come into Gary's body on the physical, he was crying. What happened? I brought a message of hope, of compassion, and people took my message for their own purposes. Yes. Yeah. They, so they, they, um, what do you call it when, when they uh, finally release those documents from the government? They, like, yes. they, they black things out. What's that called? <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah. I remember. Uh-huh. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah yes. that's, that's what happened. They're like, no, 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 no. We're not sharing that information. Put that yeah. one. Go bury it in a you know, hole someplace. Yeah. yeah. So I ended up in, in, the, in the book in book two. There is actually I have Jesus's top 40, you know, and it starts oh. with, you know, first do no harm. Hippocratic oath, first do no harm. So there, there's simple little bullet points. And what I did with the books I, I, you know, as a hypnotist, I, I transcribed all the sessions exactly, and I was so pleased with them. And I gathered a group of people together that I now, I, we call them Team Hope, and different walks of life, and I shared these, the, the first 11 with them. And they read them, and they looked at me and said, could you please explain this? Because as a hypnotist, we could understand what all of the, you know, I'm asking the questions, all that. So I ended up then developing or designing the book kind of after the Course in Miracles because I was an avid Course in Miracles studier or student mm-hmm. so that I've got the actual conversation and then my, a reflection, which is kind of my interpretation of what might, yep. they might have said, and then the highlights, which are bullet points that we use in study. We have a study group and that we just, it's easier to, to reference the bullet points right. instead of going back through the text. The text is there if mm-hmm. you want to refer to it. I wanted to be very pristine. I didn't want to change the text because right. so much has been changed in some of the other religious books. And I right. wanted to make sure that their words, they were not my words, they were, they were used. And, and also, you know, the original, whatever, you know, wherever the source, when, when someone has access to the original verbiage, that they then can intuitively, Absolutely. you know, um, look at that and maybe even find something deeper or, you know, that, that would not have, that you might've missed or that someone else might miss. And they could say, Oh, because there's a message, you know, just like the other one, someone refers to the Bible and they, somebody says, no, it means this, no, it means that, no, it means that it, somebody could glean something uh, that's meant specifically for the day they read it. So I think that's an excellent way that you, you put that together. It's true. And doing the study groups, we go back through these topics. And, and every time I go through it, there's like, oh, wow, I didn't realize that. Uh-huh. I get something new out of it because I'm in a different place. So I get something new every time I go through it. And one of the things that, they're very, that they have been very, very, very clear on is there is never one way. If someone says theirs is the only way, walk away. Oh, yeah, I know, right? Yeah. That, it's that like, oh. Multiple ways. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Although Jesus did, you know, somewhere along there, I am the way. But this is the problem is that people, the translation and the translation, and I, I don't, you know, I'm not a biblical scholar, but my interpretation is my way is the way. Right. Not 
I am the way. Exactly. This would be the way that I would read that is that the way I am teaching you, the way I am sharing what I am telling you, that is the way. And many people can tell you that, not just that singular, you know, human or singular, you know, God in, into human form. So many people can share Jesus's message. And it can come from, it might be, you know, uh, by uh, a rose by any other name is, is still a rose, right? So, so his message has been repeated over thousands Absolutely. of years by thousands of voices. And when somebody says, no, that's not, that person's not him. That's no, no, no. It's only this person. They really cubby hole um, mm -hmm. themselves and see themselves as, as a God when, you know, and they are elevating themselves above the word that was the message of what the way means. And I just yeah. went off on a tangent, didn't I? Uh-uh. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, Desiree. I like that. Uh, I like that because that's, that is basically what he said. And, and then there were triggers of past lives of my own in here, which was all kinds of fun mm. that I could write about in the, in the reflections piece. But I now, so I ended up really focusing on getting those two books out because I needed to get them out there. And we, we created a website and groups and all this stuff. But then I pushed pause on book three mm. because our little group dissolved. Mm. And, and it was painful to have to understand what happened. And so I have now determined that this 2022 book three will come out August. They always come out on August 8th. That is okay. their date. August 8th, 2019, August 8th, 2020. And now 2022, the trilogy will be, will be founded. So this one here, I'm actually writing the backstory in the book of what happened. Okay. What happened mm -hmm. because there's a lot of message in the backstory about dealing with the shadow side. And it, when you are a spiritual person, you're on a mission. You have to use a lot of, I call it spiritual hygiene. <laughs> <laughs> you have to, you, you, yeah. you brush your teeth every day. You have to, to put up your protection. You've got to have spiritual practices to keep your energy strong and protected, or you will be subject to being attacked by basically dark energy nefarious energy can be a and they give us exactly what they are in book one and now i'm looking at this going holy cannoli mm -hmm. now that i've the past couple of years have been doing a lot more um looking at other people who do similar kind of work going wow other people are seeing and are communicating with reptilians and grays and all this stuff that I've been dealing with, with for many years, didn't quite know what they were at the yeah. same, you know, innocence sometimes is bliss. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. And, and now I'm realizing how we were under attack through this whole process. And don't you think it's true too? So spiritually, like you say, uh, protecting, but um, for someone who is more literally down to earth. Yes. I think that um, anyone who's listening, if, if they have a hard time with the idea of spiritual hygiene and like, you know, dark spirits coming, this will make more sense to them because the same as, as above, so below Absolutely. on any, so on, on, even for someone walking down the street on the earth plane, you know, you know, you walk, you get a feeling you walk across the street. If you see someone coming through towards you, sometimes you're like, Hmm. I've got, I've got to keep my yes. distance. And don't we all know those um, energy vampires, you know, that's yes. the, the friend you're around who always brings you down and you yep. feel sucked out. And you're like, I don't, 
you know, like, I don't know, like what it is about, you know, Mary, but whenever I'm around her, I just feel so depressed. And yes. um, so for someone who might be uh, poo-pooing or, or not really getting the whole idea about the, the um, keeping yourself clear and safe, we do the same thing with yes. people and we should do the same thing with people. So, so Absolutely. You know, reviewing, exactly. reviewing your everyday life, that, that person in your office who just has a bad vibe, there's right. something that, that means frequency energy. It's that. That's right. You're picking and, up on it. Your energy mm-hmm. is picking up on it and yeah. you have to limit yourself to toxic exposure, just like limiting yourself to alcohol or too much of this or too, too much negative energy will pull your energy down. They go into yeah. all of this, this in, yeah. in the book. And speaking of that, one of the sessions was, was with mother Gaia. All of these have said, all these ones have said, you need to be more connected with Gaia. Those of us who are star seeds, I can't tell you how many light workers. Oh, I just want to go back to the, into home. No, 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 no. We chose to be here. Uh This is home. We need more grounding. We've, and so there was a lot of emphasis on connecting with earth instead of, so we have to do both. We've got to connect with the, the high vibe energy and the high vibe energy of the heartbeat of our mother earth. So there's a lot of reference to that in there as well. And and, this is a little segue. I don't, I don't know that I've done an episode on this, but if I, I will look back and if I haven't, I will uh, about that frequency and the idea that we, we and our earth are an entity together, that we are part of this whole um, being, yes. just like we're all part of the universe. But yes. and for example, in our bodies, we have we have more microbes in our bodies. Little little creatures, like go look it yeah. up. <laughs> you yeah. know, there, there's like the um, intestinal and and the little little microscopic creatures that live in us on us in a sympathetic and, and you know, uh, there's the word for it, but we're symbiotic. Each other. Yes, symbiotic. symbiotic. That's why, for example, when somebody takes too many antibiotics, you kill off the biology and in your stomach and you may end up sick or with a stomach ache kind of right. a thing. You need those little bugs. Yeah. Because we need them. That's what probiotics are about. That's so right. if you didn't know yeah. you're, you're taking nice little buggies um, mm-hmm. that will help you. So it's like the algae eaters in a fish tank. You yes. need to have them to yeah. keep it clean. And so just like we are on the earth, we are of the earth. Right. And, and then there's that whole Schumann resonance and that yes. the, the frequency and our heartbeats and the, the rhythm of the earth are coherent. Absolutely. Um, so that's a, I don't think I've done a whole podcast on that. So thanks we for can the do idea. a whole thing on that. Absolutely. Yeah. Because one of the things mm-hmm. that, that she actually says is everything that lives is part of me. I am. Mm-hmm. Therefore, my vibration is tied in with your vibration, yep. which is why it's important for us as humans who have consciousness to raise our vibration, because as we do so, we are raising the vibration of the planet. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So you're... Um... I was just about to ask you something that, but I got all distracted with mother Gaia. Here. Oh yeah. <laughs> but, she, well, it has been very interesting how she has come through in our subsequent journey. So I have mm-hmm. a whole another a, a team that meets and she came through at one point with her hands on her hip. <laughs> you kids, <laughs> you can only imagine you need to call on me. I am your yeah. mother. 
And, and she was scolding us about the metallic stuff that's in the auras of some of these people that are, that are exposed to toxic energies. And she says, the metallic does not belong in your bodies. It belongs in my body. And some of it does not even belong in me. So she taught us what we needed to do to remove the metallic flex from people's bodies that have been subjected to different types of toxic elements. Yeah. Um, I have heard about some processes with that and there was a, someone was, they didn't make it to the last, uh, conference, but someone was going to do, uh, a hypnosis for removing heavy metals. And I thought that's an interesting idea. I, I, have, I, that, I, I have that information. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to talk to I you actually, about that. Yeah. Well, actually what I did is I recorded it. I have it out there free for people. Oh, where it, is that? It's on Lois Herman with two ends.com uh-huh. forward slash info. If you go there, I have my sacred space recorded and I have the energy clearing and uh, um, I walk you through an energy clearing Perfect. realigns the chakras that gets rid of the metallic elements in the body. And my friend and I last spring uh, did a session on, um, removing toxic, uh, transforming toxic energy, um, releasing the zombies. <laughs> oh, that's love that. Well, okay. So, and all that, all those will be in the details below. Yes. Um, but usually I say that at the end, but we're not done yet. I want to, yeah. I want to go back to, um, you know, people like everything, like, like you said, the archangels have different names in different countries, you know, um, divas or, you know, different, different, backgrounds have different names for the, these energetic yes. beings. So in the same way, the negative energetic beings have all yes. these different names that were that are kind of coming out and some people are referring them to them. Um, like, as you're saying, the um, uh, well, you said it earlier, and I'm going they've just they've just blanked my name. So I can't say it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> the the um, lizard people right yes. so, so go through some of that uh, you know who who are they where are they are they um et are they just energetic or do they manifest as et on a different dimension I, i'd love to hear your your um information on you know what, what they have told to us so there's things that they have told us and things that I have experienced. Mm-hmm. And that's part of why they, I think that they chose me. Gary is this amazing being that has this incredible energy, but because I have been dealing with these entities for 30 years, that this was not too weird to me. Mm-hmm. And I, it, I was perfectly um, positioned to ask the questions. What are these? What is this? So there are low level entities that are like the energy feeders, like they're like the microbes in the belly that are on the planet. They were born with mother Gaia and they're designed, they, they feed off of low level energy, like anger, fear, and it's designed to help us neutralize. Okay. And it's up to the human to choose new thoughts, but you know, it takes yeah. work to change those thought patterns. Mm-hmm. Yes, it does we've, they go right back to the old, but that's what, there's a lot of these, these low level entity, um, energy feeders that basically we call them the EFs and they're just neutral and we scurry them away and they go somewhere so that they're, they're the, the scavengers, if you will, of mm-hmm. mother earth. And then there are entities from other dimensions. Now, another dimension 
I would refer to them as the fourth dimension. We're here in the physical, we're wearing clothes as a third dimensional being. Mm-hmm. Rocks are first dimension, second dimension are blocks of things, um, third dimension are physical consciousness. Fourth dimension are those beings that we can't see, mm-hmm. but they're here in the ethers. Right. When we get up to fifth dimension consciousness, that's when we are more in the angelic realms, the higher vibrational energies. So the when people say, and I've had many people who have been uh, had ET encounters, um, what they're experiencing is that fourth dimension. And they have told us that they can incorporate into, into the physical for periods of time, but mostly what we're seeing is it's an, it's not an astral projection or uh, it is not a hologram. It is more of an astral projection. We All can right. see and, and experience. So these energies influence and they don't have an energy of themselves. So they feed on our energy. So when people have an attachment of a spirit, if it's just like Judy who died, she right. didn't have her own energy and she was sad to leave her child. So she was stuck here. All it takes is prayer. When you go to a service and somebody is, so if you pray for someone, it will lift that spirit into the light. Okay. It, it simply takes prayer. And that's basically what I'm doing when I'm helping an earthbound spirit into the light. Okay. Then there are ones that are from other dimensions. And for years, when I encounter these, I just, I used to call them serpentines because okay. they always looked kind of reptilian, but I didn't have that name. We had squid, we called them by, we call them squidlies, serpentines, spider people, grays, um, and, and then the little white guys. So we, we didn't know who they were. We just classified them. So you, and- you had a visual representation in your mind's eye. The Peter, Peter would, or, oh, okay. or when he would go to trans or my clients would, uh-huh. clients would see them and they would describe the exact same thing that Peter was talking about. So right. it, they, they were experiencing the same thing. And I learned about these originally almost 30 years ago from Albert, these other dimensional beings, they would have a commander. And sure. uh, so when I would encounter one that was not earthbound entity that just was lost soul right i would have them call forth their commander and we would send them into the light by the thousands because there was there is um somewhat of a a code of ethics they have to tell the truth most of the time so when i ask them a question and they i would i will wrap them in light and they're captured they're captured by the light And so then I've been sending them by the thousands into the light because the commander must then command the others. I call, I work with Archangel Michael and his legions. They come in and they bring them all into the light. This is just, this is normal for me. (laughs) So when you say into the light, then if these are. um, uh, I'm sorry, I misspoke. He takes, we send the earthbound spirits into the light. uh Uh-huh. What Archangel Michael says is, I will take them to the dimension they belong. Okay. Because I, I was yeah, yeah wondering, it, like, if, if they're different, you know, types yes. of, of energetic beings, you know? Yes. And there are um, different places in the light. So if somebody was a murderer, um, 
Archangel Michael will take them to a different place than somebody who was the victim will go a different. There are different places. Right. I guess you call them the Elysian fields or whatever in mm-hmm. mythology, but different people are taken different places for life review and for processing mm-hmm. uh, for their, for their journey. But these entities that are not human, I just let Archangel Michael deal with them for the most part. And lately I've been saying more Columbo and saying, tell me more about you. So I've been finding out some really interesting things about a lot of these entities that have been slaves themselves to the reptilians who are pretty much the aggressors. But we've been sending them away again by the thousands too. So I know we're off on a weird tangent, but they've they've taught me and they work with me and they've been telling me, you must teach what you do. You must teach this. You can't, you're, you're just like, you're giving fish. You have to teach, which is why I developed this whole, I spent a, a year really developing a didactic program to teach how to do energy clearing. Nobody else teaches it quite like this, where I really, they have to go through the process of, of experiencing it. I teach, a, uh, it's a 50 hour program. Now, does somebody have to have some sort of psychic power or um, no. you know, uh, to, to be able to do that if they're interested in learning it from you? And, you know, I initially developed this program for hypnotists. And then I realized that not all hypnotists are very spiritual minded. Yeah. Yeah. So in order to do this work, it is more the spiritual minded people. So I've ended up teaching some people who are very much more mediums or intuitive minded and, and they're using it beautifully because it, that's what it takes is it's, it's a, that mission. I need to do something and mm-hmm. I, I can sense or see energies. Those are the people who are able to really embrace this. Not all hypnotists. Uh, initially I thought every hypnotist needs to learn how to do this. They're not equipped or, or they, they have, have no, yeah. they just want to help people stop smoking and, and yeah. have their, their packages and whatever. But um, even a stop yeah. smoker, the reason they're continuing to smoke is because their, their father who died was a chain smoker and he's still sitting there going, Hey, just have another one. Just have another one. Mm-hmm. So I clear everybody now. I clear so that when, if somebody just comes for smoking, I do an energy clearing of them and then it's only their problem. Now we're just dealing with their issue mm. and not some repetitive right. conversation from another dimension in their head. That is enjoying the smoking through them. Exactly. Or the eating or oh, any sort of habit, yeah. any sort of habit mm-hmm. that is detrimental. If that person is, if that energy is still around them, it's, it's detrimental. And then, then these energies from other dimensions yeah. are really attracted to the light workers. This is the people who I really want to get to because they shine so brightly that they're like candy to these other, these, these entities from other dimensions, they are attracted to the light workers to feed off of. Mm. And then the light worker gets more and more and more bogged down and then they end up stopping what they're doing. That's so, interesting. Yeah. 
So I'd like to ask you, um, because I have um, conversations with other people about like, uh, and this is going to go into, you know, bringing it all down to earth and what's happening in our world today and, and has happened over the yes. centuries. You know, uh, wh- whenever I start going, oh, like what's going on? I think, well, it's gone on before. And, you know, it, history repeats itself literally. Um, so what do you think is going on? Who, you know, the, the question I get a lot is who's doing this? Mm-hmm. Who's doing this? Well, you know, we could blame current or past events on, uh, say, Hitler, or we could blame it on our politicians, or we could blame it on, um, you know, media giants or pharmaceutical companies or, you know, but there's some, you know, there's a, a, a global thing happening right now. Yes. Um, that's um, that is dividing people with those who are. um trusting one word and those are who uh, aren't trusting certain, you know, that there's a, a a division and a push, but it does seem as if there's, you know, it's not Soros. It's not, you know, as we go up, it's, it's not Klaus Schwab above and hot. Who do you think, where do you think the energy or the the, the, I want to say egregore. I think we talked about that on your show. Did we, the, the idea of egregores, did we get into that? No, we did. Oh, okay. So egregore um, for the listeners um, is uh, it's like a zeitgeist and a zeitgeist is uh, a group think Uh, 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 it's almost like an, it's like um, a thought form that has its own personality and energy. If enough people feed into it, it becomes almost like an entity. So, yes. so there's this egregore, the feeling thought form that seems to be, I want to say controlling those who control those who have power. And yes. some people say, it's an ET plan. Some people say, oh, it's the, you know, it's the reptilians. It's the, you know, above, because we're talking about spiritual beings here. We're talking about energetic beings that beyond our physical realm, what do you think is mm, the reason that all this global weirdness is happening? that, That there seems to be a push for this global control um, managing humanity and, and, and try, it seems, and, and people will say, oh, no, no, it, it's because COVID and we have to do this. Well, mm-hmm. uh, you know, e- even before and after that, there, there's so many different little pieces as to what's going on. Who do you think is responsible or pulling the puppet strings? Well, what's very interesting is as I'm going back through the books now, and as I'm writing book three, these are the archangels that came. And what they are saying is, and I can say my belief for what I prefer to share is what they, what they came through and said Mm -hmm. is that that your earth is at a tipping point now, that there is a battle of good and evil going on. And it is up to humanity to choose where they lie that they have that, that, and I think it speaks to your, this, this whole zeitgeist, because what that they're imploring me to help shift the energy up to reverse the spiral of negativity. It is the spiral of negativity Mm -hmm. that is causing 
us to go down this, this drain, if you will. And we've got to, to reverse the energy and bring back hope. And the Archangel Azrael, who was the Archangel of Death, who one would think would be the sweetest, calmest, most gentle, which she was, because she helps people to transition. She, I consider her the hospice angel. Mm-hmm. But she was the one that came through and said, if, you're, if humans do not step up, if you do not put the right people in power, those who are in power now will never relinquish. The people must step up at a grassroots level. You need to look back at your American Revolution and how they stood up against tyranny. And you need to do the same thing. You can't wait until somebody else is going to step up. You must all step up. And as the humans raise collective consciousness, as you raise your energy together, you will shift it. So... I put you, it's no point putting it on mute. Uh, Alexa, stop. <laughs> she might repeat my, my reminder. Uh, sorry about that, people. That's did, all right. Did, uh, I guess you could hear her even though she's over there. That's my, that's my personal assistant. Um, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but um, as much so as I complain about um, AI, I, I yeah. really do like her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've, I've, I've kind of, I'm, I do everything, you know, on Zoom. I have a lot of electronics. However, I take breaks from it and I have less, it, like in my bedroom, I, I really remove a lot of the energy. Mm-hmm. But, but to your point, yes, there are people who have drunk the power and they have the challenges is what I have come to see is there are hybrids. These hybrids have no sense of compassion. Mm-hmm. They have been trained, they have been bred, they have been um, created to okay. kill, to not have, a human has a sense of compassion, kindness, power, and this whole AI change is designed to take out that God connection. And this is one of the things that we have seen over this past year. We've seen muddy, murky, yucky auras, and we have seen And I've known several people who have had COVID and they said the worst part about it is the lack of desire to do my meditation, to connect. So it's taken us to go in and help reconnect the pineal. Okay. Some of this stuff is causing interference so that they're being controlled. So we're dealing with the potential. This is the, the goal is to have a slave society by some, if we learn, if we listen and learn to what people have said right out there, you will have nothing and you will like it. You know, this stuff is not, this is not conspiracy theory. This is what people have absolutely said. So they've devised ways of doing this. So they're taking away the the human. Yeah. They're, They're creating bots there that are controllable. So what my guides are saying is you've got, it is the human that has the skills and abilities. It was the humans who created the masterpieces around the world. You don't give humans the credit that they are due. We have the ability, if we can tap into and reawaken our DNA strands, we have the ability to do so much more. We've been dumbed down over the years through 
programming, through our diet, through toxic elements, mm -hmm. that we haven't got the abilities that our forefathers had. And their wonderful gifts have been trampled on by history is written by the victors. So yes, I know um, there's so many things that I've been fascinated with learning about these beautiful buildings, the architectural buildings that were used for energy. Yes. That have been changed. So there's, there's so much to learn. And, and they have stimulated this learning in me. I was, you know, a single mom making a living, uh, spiritual la la at me on the mountain. And they've caused me to be down this, this process of questioning everything. Mm -hmm. Question everything. Yeah. And, and they have said that you've got them, you do not give people answers. You open people to ask their own questions yeah. to get their own answers. That's what you must do. You've got to awaken the curiosity in the humans again. Yeah, just and I, I do try to do that myself a lot um, with what I share is like, hey, just consider. Mm -hmm. You know, think about it. Do your, do you own, do your yeah. own research. Don't just take, oh, this, this talking head expert says so, therefore it is true. And, right. and of course, that's, you now we can go back in history about the, the Jesus's work being kind of usurped right. to, to create power and control. Yes. Um, and it's not like everything's bad and everything's good, but Right. Like you say, question everything, take it all with a grain of salt, consider it, see, see, you know, uh, and I like to tell people like, you know, feel it inside. Exactly. Feel it inside. Does, do, do, do you feel expansive when you, when a uh, message comes to you or do you feel constricted and, and, you know, um, like, oh, I'm afraid. If you feel afraid, there's something wrong with right. whatever it is you're encountering. Just like mm -hmm. I said about crossing the street. If you feel afraid, there's something not right. If mm -hmm. a message is telling you to be afraid, it, it could be a, you know, uh, uh, there's a variety, it, it could be cautious. Yes. It's different than, you know, locking yourselves up. So when, the, when you can feel expansive about your choices, your decisions, what, you, what you're hearing um, encourages you rather than discourages you, you know, that, that's, that's a whole nother message to the world out exactly. there, but, but consider how, how someone or something um, influences your, your, the way you feel. Um, and that's one of the things that they've said is there were so many intuitive gifts that humans have that they have overridden mm -hmm. by going into the intellectual mind. Our technological society has caused us to remove a lot of our instinctual abilities, but they said fear is not one of them that's been lost and fear has been amplified. And so then that fear is what these nefarious energies feed off of. So then yes. they promote more opportunity for fear. So this has been going on for a long, long time. And if you look at the progression of history, fear, fear, war is all about fear and terror and they feed off of this. So, so there's, the, there's the unseen energy that's feeding, but they are driving the people that are looking for power only. And there's a top 1% that own everything. If they would just open up with their, and they've said, yeah. there is no scarcity Thank on you. your planet. You must somehow get things. And it's not like, okay, I need to give, 
No, this top 1% who has so much, it needs- They just keep gathering. You know, a friend of mine said, um, you know, we have like say eight bazillionaires in the world. And if each of them would give away a million dollars, you know, um, to, you know, however many people, 10 people, but we have 800,000 people, I mean, 800 million people on the planet or something like that, right? right? That everybody could be a millionaire, right? If you think, and it would would be nothing but nothing out of their pocket. And it's like, yeah, like, let me think about that math, you know, that they're, yeah. yeah. Um, And then yet, yet look at the stats through COVID. The the billionaires are the ones that have tripled their income. Uh All these other people have lost their jobs and and Mm -hmm. it's, yeah. It's mind boggling, but that's what they've said is somehow there, there's free energy from Tesla. Oh, there's yeah. all this stuff that's available, but because these people make money off of that, they yeah. do not want to relinquish it. money, control and power. And, and there, there's so many stories in history about people, you know, disappearing, dying, uh, their, their work just vanishing because yes. Tesla's um, one of them. So this question, the evil. Yes. Is that the fourth dimensional beings well the the evil exists like who, who, who is, when there's the war against good and evil is there an uh group or or uh vibrational you know entity what where's that coming from because you mentioned the fourth dimensional beings yes grays whites spider whatever yeah. like um would that would you say you know if 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 we could have a like who who what it has some sort of desire that to their subsistence to require fear and planet slavery would benefit who besides that, you know, top 1%. Well, what we've been told is that it's, we have to come from a place of non-judgment. So even though these ones are attacking others, that inside of all of them, there is a spark of light if they can find it. Okay. So for instance, now when I encounter reptilians, I just command, I I call an Archangel Michael and he takes them away. When I encounter some of these others, the grays, the squidlies, some of these others, I've been having them look inside for a piece of a a glimmer of light and they're finding it. And I'm going to tell you a fun story. I have a client who has had so many different entities that we've released of all different flavors her story would be a book on its own we recently she could see this huge huge big spirit around her and it was a giant now you've been hearing about the giants Mm -hmm. he was a giant and he he was mean and i was having a conversation with him and his name was emmanuel and i said emmanuel what if you could find a spark of light in you and he said I can do that. I said, yes. So he looked and he found it and he started sobbing. And he tell, I said, tell us about what happened to you. He said, I was a healer. When I walked the earth, I was a small giant. I wasn't one that built these big fancy buildings. I worked a lot of, on, the, on the tunnels and underground because I was a small giant, but I was also a healer. And when they killed me, they stole, they captured my soul hmm. and they enslaved me to where I had to do this. I was a, a slave to their bidding. I never knew I had another choice. And so now he's going around waking up the other giants. 
And so it's really interesting. Again, this is about getting rid of just of judgment Mm. of this whole thing about good and evil. Many of these, a lot of the grays that are doing evil things, evil is an act is a, is a word, but they are also slaves too. And when given an opportunity to go back to their home planet, we can, we can go. Yes. But you have to reverse the harm you've done. And they do. So some of them do. So it's been interesting as I've been delving in and finding out more about who they are. But there have been a lot of, there's been a lot of genetic manipulation, a lot of experimentation. A lot of that I don't know the answers to just yet. When they start morphing with the humans, those are the ones that are less likely to look for the spirituality in themselves. Right. These beings from other dimensions Look for the light because they were captured and brought here by the reptilians typically. Okay. And so we've been freeing them to go back to where they belong. And, uh, and they're grateful. They're very grateful. But Archangel Michael will say, when, once we go, we have to seal the, the rift, the, the hole in the dimension so that they can never return. But it's been a fascinating journey. Fascinating. Well, that sounds like a whole nother show. Oh, and, and, that I, is your yes. third, and that is your third book. Is that correct? Yes. About the yes. archangels. Yes. And um, so we're out of time. I hate that. I, we're way after time. <laughs> I could keep you and keep you. Uh, oh. Anyway, uh, you know, maybe I'll get you back and we, we okay. continue this. And, yes. Um, you know, maybe I would love to be back. Yeah. Put, put it, you know, find like hone it down but i in this first interview i wanted to just kind of cover a lot yeah um, thank so you so much information you have to offer in your wonderful books so um to the viewers all that information will be down there i i hope yeah. you um think about it uh, and and i really like your your point about that spark of light is in there so yes. when you're having a argument or like a feeling like somebody's an idiot (laughs) when you're labeling and judging and your opinion doesn't match theirs just honestly it sounds woo-woo but it is so true energy is real and instead of sending anger and hatred toward that person send some love in your mind just say a prayer for i pray for their peace i pray for i pray for their heightened energy whatever that means because if we could just even see that person as ourselves and recognize that when they're looking at us they're 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 having the same irritation and and like do unto others if you would wish them if you would wish them to wish you well then you wish them well it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that you wish that their agenda is fulfilled. It doesn't mean that right. what they believe should grow. But what it does mean is that you pray that you will both come to a higher level of vibration. And that is, you know, one step forward for everybody. One, every, one, little, one little vibrational rise at a time, right? Exactly. Um, that's a, you're exactly right, Desiree. Yeah. And that's, you know, we see all this pain that's going on. And if we drop into the pain, then we are contributing to lowering the vibe. Mm -hmm. And what we have to do is look around and look, look at our kitties, look at our animals that, that just look at everything with wonder and awe. And they're so innocent and and sweet. And we need to be in that higher vibe energy Mm -hmm. and we have to hold it. 
because we have to see that good is 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 better is winning good is winning um this battle right the battle is being won and what we have to do is just hold that high vibe energy because then whatever and you know this is a manifester whatever we visualize we make manifest. If we visualize, oh, I'm sad, I'm angry, oh, how horrible. We we manifest horrible. Yeah. We've got to manifest what if, yeah. what if, what if, and we have to just keep that. So I I have a 5D light worker group that meets and we visualize the what if. Oh, that's together. nice. It's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, while we are sending out the positive energy, we are still at the same time shielding ourselves. We have to from any negativity because not everybody's sending out good energy and good wishes. So for those who aren't able to do that, who are not interested in raising their vibration, we shield ourselves and push that good energy all around us. So um, great, great points. And uh, I love what you do. And again, I'll have Lois's information here and visit her website, look at her books and The books have their own website. Chroniclesofhope.net has its own website. And and then the radio show is on. It's everything to do with the book. And the the name of your radio show again is? Inspiring Hope. You can find it on my website, on the loisherman.com website. And that is, is it Sunday mornings? Yes. Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. Eastern time. Yes. And so you can find all that. And she does it live. Yes. Right? So Unless uh, there's a snowstorm, which we had a couple weeks ago, then I do a replay. Yes. All right. And do it live. And if you want to be on the show, um, the it was actually Jesus when he came through. He said, "There are more good people out there than bad. It's the voices of the negative are louder." You yeah. must. Isn't that the make, truth? Yeah. He said, they, "You they must make the voices <laughs> of the good people heard." And that's why I started the show because I spotlight people who are doing good in the world and shine the light on them because people have lost interest in Sunday morning religion. So if I can just give them some hope, then then I feel like I've contributed. I'm doing what I'm called to do. Perfect. Thank you, Lois, for being here. And um, I'm just going to stop the recording, but then we'll say goodbye after that. So thank you everyone for being here. And I will see you next time on Intuitive Journey with Desiree. So bye-bye. Bye-bye.